Welcome to the Diverse Minds Podcast, where we give you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to be a mentally healthy and inclusive leader. Each week, you'll hear about a variety of topics linked to mental health, well-being, and diversity that will enhance both your professional practice and personal well-being. Welcome to the 14th episode of the Diverse Minds Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Christmas and why the modern Western way of celebrating Christmas may not be the best for your mental health and well-being. I'm going to outline ways in which this special season can be all but special for many of us and ways in which to manage various tensions. I've decided to talk about this topic as over the years I have found the emphasis on commercialisation and presence problematic and quite exhausting. As austerity measures in the UK have really dug their heels in, there's been a wider gap between rich and poor. We've seen a dramatic increase of homelessness on UK streets. However, on the other hand, we're also told that high street shops are suffering and we need to buy, buy, buy. The other thing to note is that sadly, Christmas is a time where you see increased level of domestic and sexual violence, increase in loneliness, potentially homelessness, and women still being the primary organisers of the season. So sorting out the cooking, the travelling, buying presents, and being the glue of a family environment. Really not that relaxing for them. And then there are other people who don't have a traditional family, or family that might have passed away, and this makes it really difficult. I'm also aware that I might have a minority view on this, as there are many, many people, of course, that are in love with this time of year and think it's the most magical and think it's the best. If that's you, I'm really happy and that's fantastic. So this probably isn't the best podcast for you. And I would say have a look at some of the other ones that are available to listen to around maybe managing mental health, black mental health or any of the other topics I've spoken about. However, I want to share the information about the challenges and how I help people and what you can do if you do find this time of year stressful, untoward or challenging or difficult in any way. And I think for the reasons that I've talked about, it can be a very problematic time of year, in particularly feeling burnt out and not having the time for yourself and potentially returning back to work completely exhausted. And according to Age UK in 2018, half a million older people, that's I think classified as 65 plus, across the UK are expecting to feel lonely, um, well they felt lonely in 2018. Particularly women's refuges and women's charities see a marked increase in domestic violence during this Christmas period and the average British family will have five arguments in some way over Christmas Day with the first one starting at 10.13am according to a survey in 2012. And I have seen people struggle with this season and not being able to have the time that they need, but also a time where they start to think about what January is going to bring, the cold weather, not feeling well. There is just a plethora of things that go on. And at the end, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about the Jingle Well, my winter well-being programme that you can be part of if you want to do more work and prepare yourself for the Christmas season. So what can you do if you find this period very stressful or it's lonely or there might be specific challenges? The first thing is to carve out time and think about how do you want this season and time to be. Now it may be too late because we are in the beginning of December and it might be that the plans have been set and they've been set for a long time. And that's another thing I find very stressful is plans chopping and changing. And how can this be managed? 
But if we take a step back and think, how do I want the season to be? So perhaps you do want it to be busy. Perhaps you do want to be uh, driving around the country and seeing different family members and friends. That's brilliant. And I know some people will rent cottages in the countryside and have everyone come and they will cook and be merry. And that's brilliant. But that's not always possible for many of us. Or it might be that you're willing to compromise a Christmas day and spend it with people that you wouldn't normally choose to, knowing that you have Boxing Day in the days between Christmas and New Year to yourself. So whatever it is, think about how you want the season to be. Then the next thing is to think about and consider what are the biggest stresses for you during the season? What is it that makes it unpleasant or difficult or challenging? One thing could be that there's lots and lots of work to do and that you've got to manage your work before you finish. And the one good thing is that at least the UK shuts down. But there might be times where you have to work in between Christmas and a lot of people have to do that. So what are the biggest stresses? What could wait if you do have to go back to work on the 27th, 28th and 29th? What can you do to manage that? And the third thing is to then go back to the points I always talk about, which is work-life balance. So what can you relinquish control of? What do you not want to give up? And what do you think would be helpful to just pause and reflect on and could wait until the new year? The fourth thing is around your social engagements. So I'm a complete extrovert and I love social engagements and I can never have enough of them. However, for some people, this will cause stress. Or you might think, yes, I want to say yes to everything because it sounds fun. And then when the moment comes, you feel exhausted because you've been tying up loose ends at work. And actually, it's not really what you wanted. And of course, there'll be those social engagements you can't really get out of. So think about your social engagements. Uh, What's on your calendar? What is giving you energy? The thought of attending, what's giving you energy and what's draining your energy? And could you tweak things? Think about how you don't want to go to something. Be genuine. um, Excuse yourself just to manage your energy. The fifth point is about planning ahead. So who is organising what? This sounds very straightforward, and of course, in some ways it is, but how do you want to plan things and who's going to take responsibility, whether it's friends, families, carers, guardians, whatever you're doing for different aspects of this particular season and the activities that you have to do? The sixth thing I would say is really about how you carve out time for yourself. Can you do this? When can you do this? How will you do this? Do you have a pile of magazines like me uh, that you save up for a quiet moment to read? And it might be that you diarise them, although some people find that too formal or think, okay, on Wednesday, I'm going during the Christmas season, I'm going to just spend two hours doing that. And again, I know this is much more difficult when you have young people to look after or elderly care to do as well I think that can be even more challenging but that links to my previous point around planning ahead and who can support you my seventh tip is around hosting and how good can be good enough have you agreed to host something whether it's Christmas Boxing Day New Year's Eve whatever it is and how does that make you feel and again it could be that you're really excited about it and it's the best thing about the season or it could be that you felt in a position that you had to say yes and you didn't really want to So think about that and think about who else could help you. Could people bring a dish? And as I said, good is good enough and it doesn't have to be perfect. And what's perfect and what's acceptable? And could you cope with acceptable? The eighth thing is around presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E versus presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. And how for a lot of people, depending on how they 
feel love and I don't just mean in a romantic way I mean in a kind of connection sense that being present in the moment versus giving presence can actually be much more powerful so if budgeting is an issue and finances are an issue well actually I think many people would prefer presence as in being there than presence and could you all swap presence gifts for being in the moment and being with each other my ninth tip is around keeping active so it's not about running marathons, although, you know, if you're marathon training, brilliant, well done you. Um, but how can you keep active? Because often Christmas is quite a sluggish time and maybe we do need to sit in front of the TV and absorb different programs that we don't normally get to see. But if we do it for days upon days upon days, we can feel very sluggish. So going out for a walk or um, visiting the local ice skating rink, a um, bit of forest bathing. So could you go for a walk? And I appreciate that's also weather dependent. Going out with your dogs. Uh, I don't know, gyms are open sometimes if that's what you want to do if it's too cold. But just keeping active to keep us kind of energised. Then the 10th thing is around nutrition. And I'm not here to lecture anyone about um, restraint or indulgence because, of course, this is a time and we get lovely Christmas foods or interesting Christmas foods or different Christmas foods. But how do you break it up? And again, it links to how do we not feel so sluggish? Because again, this will affect our energy levels. And then the 11th thing is finally looking forward. So I mentioned living in the present in the moment, and that's really important. But let's say this is a really tough time for you. And then January doesn't really feel much better. Although the one thing I will say in January's favour is the deals and offers that are on to go to restaurants or do things as opposed to detox. But what could you look forward to? Are there things that you could plan? Are things that you could get on a deal? You know, if you want to go away, January is a really great time to go away and you have the budget to do that. So what could you look forward to to get you through any difficult moments or periods during this time? And I think it's important to recognize that it's not about solving everything. It's about thinking what's in my control, what can I do? There'll be things outside my control, but those that are in my control, what can I do to make myself feel more autonomous and powerful and enjoy the time that I have off, even if it's a small amount of time and reconnect with people that I might not have seen or linked in with. So I hope you found these tips useful around how to manage your well-being at Christmas. And I mentioned earlier the Jingle Well program, and I'm going to be starting the Jingle Well program on the 9th of December. And it's a 12-day program, and it's going to cover the topics I've touched on in much more detail. So it's going to be run through a closed private Facebook group, so you will need a Facebook account. And each day for the 12 days, I'll be focusing on one of the areas that I mentioned. There'll be a quick video, some exercises for you to do and um, a follow up email to check in. And we'll all be supporting each other on the group. And if you want to register your interest, I've put the link in the show notes to the form. And it's £120, that's simply £10 a day for each of the 12 days to gain valuable insights and have the winter well-being experience that you want. So I really hope you'll join me in being part of the Jingle World program. We kick off on the 9th of December, all information in the show notes, because you deserve the time and space that you need during this winter to feel good and face January feeling positive or more positive than you might have done, because these aren't just tips for the Christmas season. They're actually tips for you to use in all aspects of winter well-being. So I really hope you'll join me on Jingle Well. I hope you found this podcast useful and I'll see you in the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the Diverse Minds podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you access your podcasts from. You can also connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Tune into next week's episode of the podcast, where I'll bring you more insights on mental health and inclusion. Bye for now.